إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا سبحانك لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله واعلم أن خير الدنيا والآخرة في تقوى الله وطاعته وأن شر الدنيا والآخرة في معصية الله ومخالفته وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our creator and sustainer, the all-knowing, the all-wise We praise him as he has praised himself And we cannot fully enumerate and understand and encompass the absolute praise that He is deserving of subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one, the unique. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger and the seal upon whom the Qur'an was revealed upon his noble heart Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam And that he left us on the clear straight path That none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from that My beloved community, elders, brothers and sisters I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to know that taqwa of Allah is the provision. When someone goes on a journey, they take something to pack with them so that they can survive on the journey and they're successful. That the provision of the akhirah is taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, He informed us that the place in which taqwa exists and increases is in the heart. He said, At-taqwa ha-huna. And he pointed to his blessed chest, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And there was no heart that had taqwa like his heart. And there was no heart that was in the presence of Allah and mindful of Allah like his heart, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And the way that a person attains taqwa, the way that a person increases in taqwa is by following his footsteps. But one of the things that uh, debilitates us in this journey, one of the things that limits and sometimes takes away from the taqwa that has been placed in our hearts is a disease and a sickness of the hearts. 
and the world and the distractions it contains, the way that it calls us to arrogance and ego and the way that it calls us to competing with one another and looking at what other people have and envying them and being prideful and so forth, those are things that corrupt the state of the heart. Those are the things that make a heart that is afflicted with those diseases a place where taqwa is not stable and restful and does not increase. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His generosity and in His mercy and in teaching us the, the blessing that we've been given, teaching us the potential of our existence, He taught us, Jalla Jalalu, that the Qur'an, this revelation that we've been given, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this miracle that remains with us when all the other effects of the miracles of other prophets have faded with time, this miracle remains with us, and that is the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and this makes us think about the place of the Qur'an in our lives and in the lives of others. He says, جَلَّ جَلَالُ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَهُدًى وَرَحْمَةٌ وَهُدًى وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O people, a teaching, a mawidah, a reminder has come to you from your Lord. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And a cure for what is in the hearts. A healing for what is in your hearts. وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And a guidance and a mercy for the believers. The Qur'an heals our hearts. And there are so many people in today's world who feel the weight of the dunya, who feel the corruptive nature of being distant from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But just like any of us, if we have a headache or if we have something and we don't know where the medicine is, or we don't even know that it exists, and we don't even know that it's available to us, we continue in that state. But as soon as someone says, this is going to cure you, this is going to heal you, and you take it, you see the results immediately. And the Qur'an is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it has so many profound and blessed effects in our lives. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an that it is a reminder and a healing for what is in the hearts and a guidance and a mercy for the believers. So we have to ask ourselves, how often do we take advantage of this medicine? How often do we take advantage of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that put out not only the pain in this world, but even distance us from the fires of Jahannam? If that's the effect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in His revelation, the benefit that it has for us, that it intercedes for us in the hereafter, then what about the blessed effects that we can experience here and now? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us time and time again in the Qur'an that it has this profound impact on our lives. And it has been almost, we're almost at the sixth, uh, the sixth month point after Ramadan. We're almost half a year beyond Ramadan. 
and half a year till the next Ramadan. And I'm asking myself, and if, if I was really honest, I'm ashamed before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much Qur'an is in my life? How much have I taken advantage of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's invitation? Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's offer for guidance and mercy and healing? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words and having an intimate discourse with Him, Jalla Jalal. It saddens me to really think that so much time has gone by. I was thinking the other day, I said, it's Safar, it's almost Rabi'ul Awwal, it's almost been half a year. And look where, how much Qur'an has been read. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and open our eyes and grant us true reverence and appreciation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then also tells us another one of the effects of the Qur'an that it should have on our hearts. Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الله نزل أحسن الحديث كتابا متشابها مثاني تقشعر منه جلود الذين يخشون ربهم ثم تلين جلودهم وقلوبهم إلى ذكر الله ذلك هدى الله يهدي به من يشاء ومن يضلل الله فما له من هاد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah has sent down the most beautiful of all teachings the most beautiful of all teachings. One of the Salihin, he would uh, taste honey in his mouth when he would recite the Qur'an. It, the spiritual reality of the Qur'an was experienced to such an extent that he could taste its sweetness when he recited it. Allah says, Allah has sent down the most beautiful of all teachings. A scripture that is consistent and draws comparisons that causes the skins of those in awe of their Lord to shiver. And you look at the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they felt the awesome power, the awe-inspiring reality of the Qur'an, even to the extent that some of them would pass out when they would hear certain verses of the Qur'an. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then their skins from going to, being, to shivering, their skins and their hearts soften at the mention of Allah. Such as Allah's guidance. He guides with it, He guides with it whoever He will. And no one can guide those that Allah leaves to go astray. The Quran is heart softening. It is transformative. But how often do we give ourselves the opportunity to experience that? I remember one time when I was uh, traveling overseas, and this is one of the things is that. The, so there's so many people, even here in our community, who might seem very simple, very kind of to themselves, nothing uh, uh, particularly outstanding from an outward appearance about them. But then in secret, they have something special between them and Allah. Remember when I was studying overseas, there was a brother who picked me up from the airport, and he seemed like a nice brother. He didn't seem like a big sheikh or anything like that. And then I remember he took me back to the place to, to rest and I couldn't sleep that night. I was so excited. I had traveled and so forth. And I remember just going to get some water to wash my face. I can't remember exactly. But I got up in the middle of the night and I saw him in a room and the light was turned off and he was just reciting the Qur'an. So one of the most beautiful things I ever saw in my life. With beautiful tilawah, just having this intimate discourse with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If someone important in a worldly sense, someone important, someone influential, someone powerful, was to give you even just a few minutes of their time, 
you would be intoxicated with the opportunity. What am I going to say? How, how am I going to dress? How much time do I have to make sure everything... And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extends this invitation whenever you're ready. And they say that the beloved loves to be, the lover loves to be alone with their beloved. And the salihin, all of them, they all find everything that they're looking for in the Qur'an. And like one of them said, he said, how can I ever be lonely when I have the Qur'an? That's a high level. But it's a reality that can be attained. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, says once again about the relationship between the believers and particularly their hearts and the Qur'an. Allah says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ True believers are those whose hearts tremble with awe when Allah is mentioned. That their hearts tremble at the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And think about it. Who are the people who are so attached to dhikr? Whose faith increases, whose iman increases when his revelations are recited to them. And they are those who put their trust in their Lord. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's description of the true believers and their relationship with dhikr and with the Qur'an. And the fruit of that is that they have complete trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to have this this loving, deep connection with the Qur'an that goes beyond just the month of Ramadan and goes beyond just the melodious recitation of the Qur'an which is uh, beautiful, which is absolutely beautiful. It's not to be uh, undervalued or underplayed. But the reality of the Qur'an is that it is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is a reminder for us and a guidance and a mercy and a healing for what is in our hearts. That's the Qur'an. It transforms us into whole servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the real question is not how effective the Qur'an is. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His words are true. But the real question is, what effort are we taking to allow the Qur'an to transform us? That is the real question. And there are many ahadith from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraging us, reminding us that you have this opportunity. The door is wide open. Take full advantage of it and ascend in the degrees of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you will attain reward, you will attain honor, you will attain what no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard and has never crossed the human imagination to no end. He said, "Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, khayrukum man ta'allam al-Qur'ana wa allamah. The best of you, the very best of you, are those who learn the Qur'an and teach it. Those who learn the Qur'an and teach it. And this is at every level. Those who teach children to memorize, those who teach tajweed, those who teach tafsir, the meanings of the Qur'an, and so on and so forth, who learn it and teach it to others, indicating how lofty it is. And look at the state of our community. Sometimes people, they look at that as like the least thing a person can do. Oh, it just teaches children Qur'an. You'll see that person on Yom Al-Qiyamah. You'll see all the effort that you put in, and what might have seemed like something so simple, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them for their sacrifice, and for their dedication 
uh, to, to his book, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith narrated by Al-Bayhaqi, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, أَفْضَلُ عِبَادَةِ أُمَّتِي قِرَاءَةُ الْقُرْآنِ The best of my ummah's worship is the recitation of the Qur'an. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, he had a dream where he was having a, a discourse where he was speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, oh Allah, is that with understanding or without understanding? Because many of the, the ummah, they might not understand the Qur'an even though they might love it. How many people might understand the Qur'an but they don't love it? And how many people might love it and not fully understand it? There was once a righteous woman, she would just love to look at the Qur'an, look at the Mus'haf. Look at how beautiful it is. And have blessings from that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him in a dream, which is not revelation, but this is Imam Ahmad. Allah said, with or without understanding, there is great benefit in it. There is great benefit in it. And if you look at the, the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ardahum, they had a deep attachment to the Qur'an. Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan, radiallahu anhu, in one rak'ah of witr, he would recite the entire Qur'an. And he would say, radiallahu anhu, if people's hearts were purified, if the veils were removed, and they really connected and understood at a deep level what is taking place when we recite the Qur'an, he said they would never tire of reciting the Qur'an. You know that the Mus'haf, sometimes we leave it to the side, we forget it, maybe tomorrow, maybe another time, but it's, it's there for us to benefit. And when our hearts become purified, the people of pure hearts, they never tire of reciting the Qur'an. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn, ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu arda, he said, if you seek knowledge, choose the Qur'an. For within it is the knowledge of the first generations and the last. Everything that you need, everything that you want to know and understand is in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ هُوَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم الله سبحانه وتعالى says if we had sent this Qur'an down upon a mountain, you would have seen it humbled and split apart in its awe of Allah. We offer people such illustrations so that they may reflect that if the mountains, which are powerful, majestic, they hold the earth together, if a mountain made of rock can appreciate and have such uh, an appreciation for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty 
and the weight of what is being revealed. And also what that teaches us is that the, the strength that the Prophet ﷺ had in receiving this immense revelation and conveying it to us so that we, we could be guided. That the mountains, they appreciate the Qur'an. So, shall it not soften our hearts? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He is Allah, there is no God other than Him. It is He who knows what is hidden as well as what is in the open. He is the Lord of mercy, the most compassionate. He is Allah, there is no God other than Him, the controller, the holy one, the source of peace, the grantor of security, the guardian over all, the almighty, the compeller, the truly great. Allah is far above anything they consider to be His partner. He is Allah, the creator, the originator, the shaper, the best and most beautiful names belong to Him. Everything in the heavens and earth glorifies Him. He is the almighty, the wise. بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزيه وعذابه الأليم قل قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness indeed he is forgiving and merciful إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله there are many, many ahadith and many other verses of the Qur'an and many stories of the Sahaba and the Salihin that we can talk about expounding upon the, the, the centrality of our relationship with the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But one of the easiest ways to gain an appreciation and an appreciation in the Book of Allah, it has a beginning and it has no end because it is the boundless ocean. All other books and all other knowledge all comes from the knowledge in the Qur'an. But the way that we have access to that appreciation and we access the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in His glorious book is through our connection to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. How is that the case? When they asked the Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha wa ardaha, they said, what was the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam's character like? And she said, radiallahu anha, that his character was the Qur'an. His character was the Qur'an. So if we want to know how to live according to the Qur'an, if we want to taste the sweetness of the Book of Allah, and we want it to heal our hearts, one of the most practical and easiest ways that we can begin doing that is connecting to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and emulating him and following him in everything that he did. That he embodied everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded and encouraged us in the Qur'an. He was the perfected servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the more we connect to the one who lived 
the, 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 the meanings of the Qur'an, the one who embodied what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted from him, the one who attained the highest realization of ubudiyyah, of servitude and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more that we connect to the one upon whose heart the Qur'an was revealed, the more we have access to the Qur'an. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. But it's something that requires this deep commitment and this connection. And one of the things that we can also do is a little bit every day. Someone might, you know, want to read the Qur'an and they say, you know, I'm going to go and read a juz. I'm going to go and dedicate an hour to the recitation of the Qur'an. That's beautiful, but don't wear yourself out at the beginning. Everything in life, if you give it a little bit of attention consistently, then it grows, it deepens. Then you give it its right, more so than wearing yourself out once and not coming back until a week or a month later. I remember one of my teachers, uh, Al-Habib Kaldun, when he was traveling, he was traveling all day across the country and he looked very exhausted. And this was already after multiple days of teaching and traveling and so forth. He was in the airport. And we prayed Maghrib in the airport, and it was on to the next thing. In the small musalla in the airport, after he was done praying, he took the mushaf and he opened the page, and he read it for 30 seconds. He didn't let a day go by without connecting with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at some level. If you can't attain all of it, don't miss out on some of it. So we have consistency, even if it's one page, even if it's one minute, Whatever we can do, but we have a time, whether it's after Salatul Maghrib or after Salatul Fajr, a time in our day that we can commit to it, and we read from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we begin to allow our heart to swim in the ocean of the Qur'an, and to know that we are in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that He is addressing us, Jalla Jalalu. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of the Qur'an. Whom, Allah, whom the Prophet said, Ahlul Qur'an hum Ahlullahi wa khasatuh. The people of the Qur'an are the people of Allah and His most elect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of the Qur'an, inwardly and outwardly, in knowledge and in action, and may it transform and heal our hearts. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Wa inna Allah amarana bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih, wa thanna bil malaikati musabbihati bi qudsih, وواجه بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما وتعظيما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين وأصحابه الغر الميامين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين 
O oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, that any one of us or our loved ones who is ill, that you grant them shifa, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Anyone who has a need or a difficulty, that you fulfill their need and you grant them relief, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Anyone who has a need of the dunya or the akhirah, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, that you show them, Ya Allah, your care and your assistance and your protection and your promise, Ya Akram al Akrameen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to taste the sweetness of Iman. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you give us your love and the love of your Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi wa ala alihi wa sallam, and the love of your book and the love of everything that brings us closer to your love. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen wa Ya Akram al Akrameen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you make the Quran a, 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 a means of comfort for us in our graves and that you make the Qur'an an interceder for us in the hereafter and that you grant us the realities of connecting with it in this life before the next Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een inna Allah ya'mur bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i zil qurba wa tadhakkaroon فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر